I guess just to start off with, uh, you know, this is like, this is a, a really different kind of running book. You know, it's like most books about running are like by professional runners or people who are really at a high level, the Dean Carnazes and the Dina Casters and Kara Gouchers. And, you know, he's a much more ordinary down to earth person sort of like us, you know, so to speak. And I was going to ask, what drew you to writing about him? Well, I think, though, I have a background in, you know, cross-country running in Mm -hmm. high school. Um, I never really got into the super technical side of running. I just would, you know, put on my running shoes and go outside and like to run a fast three or five miles. Um, Mm -hmm. And I usually did it by myself. Um, And then when I moved to my beach, um, that that's a special place to live and run. Um, and I would pass him running and um, the front cover of the book is Raven, but he has a, you know, a really hairy chest and a mullet um, and he wears a headband um, and always black shorts. Um, and so it just definitely calls your attention. Um, and then he'd be running with different people. And I just was immediately curious about, you know, why he was running at the same time every day um, and who all these people running with him were that were a real diverse group of, of individuals. Um, and then I heard someone talking about this guy, this like legend of Miami Beach and the Forrest Gump and he runs every day. And I was like, oh, that must be him. Um, and then I ran into him one day on the beach um, and just started asking him questions and um, one of the first things he said was, um, oh, I've probably been running since the day you were born. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, and he goes, when's your birthday? And I said, August 1st, 1982. And he goes, oh, that was a Sunday. <laughs> I was like, it was? Um, and so there's clearly something about his mind, too, the way he organized um, his life and dates. Um, that was unique and special. So yeah, he invited me to run with him and um, that's where I guess the story started. Huh. Wow. That's awesome. What is so, you mentioned Miami beach is a really special place. What is it about Miami beach? And I get it from the book a little bit, but I've just, I've never been there myself. So I, I actually don't know what it's like. Well, I think it's gone through a ton of changes um, of which Raven has been an observer and participant um, and because he's run in the exact same place for 45 years of the street but lived there for longer um, he can you know tell you about the changes of a of the city from um, taking the exact same path every day um, there's a joke um, I feel I this is in the book, so I feel like I'm quoting myself right now. But uh, for <laughs> for people in Miami Beach, that so they say if you are somebody, you go to New York. If you want to be somebody, you go to LA. If you want to be somebody else, you go to Miami. Um, oh. And so, like, there's wow. um, it's a pretty transient town. A lot of people in Miami aren't from Miami, and um, can I guess have this luxury of creating the identity that you want to have there, um, but it can have this reputation of um, people not always being who they say they are Hmm. um, or who they represent themselves as. um, And so navigating 
that landscape. And of course it is a stereotype. There's a lot of people that are, um, mm-hmm. that don't follow that. Um, and there's, well, I met, you know, some of my nearest and dearest friends, um, while I was living there. Um, but Raven is pretty much the opposite of that stereotype. <laughs> he's not a showy individual. He does what he says he's going to do. Um, he, you know, runs every day, um, and is just this genuine person. He doesn't have a cell phone. He's never ridden in an airplane. Um, oh. doesn't have a passport, doesn't have a driver's license. Um, so yeah, just, um, kind of when I moved there, I was, um, in this, you know, exposed to a lot of different people that live there. And then when I started running with Raven, I noticed one thing that people seem to have in common that were with him was that they were um, either striving to be more authentic to themselves or they just were more authentic um, individuals. And that was really attractive to me um, to see um, this group of people that um, was trying to be closer to themselves, I guess, and who they were. Um, And Raven has a way of drawing out um, the uniqueness in people. He's, um, I think he considers himself a character and I think he likes seeing the character part of other mm-hmm. people. So, um, hmm. he'll, he'll draw that out of you. If you are not sure what your quirk is, Raven will probably find <laughs> it, find it. <laughs> in the conversation <laughs> and she give you a nickname, like naming you for your quirkiness. So, that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, that's so cool. I, I was, I've got a list of questions here. This is going to sound like the risk of writing all these things down is before you, uh, you sound, you kind of answered it to a certain degree, but like I was going to say to you, for a reader who's new to the book, how would you describe Raven to someone who'd never heard of him? Who didn't even know anything about him to the camera? Well, his, um, his claim to fame and a lot of news stories, about him focus on, of course, the running streak. So he, in 1975, made a New Year's resolution to run eight miles every day, without exception, on the sands of South Beach. And um, he has continued that streak every single day uh, up until now. So uh, Hmm. this past January, it was 45 years of running eight miles every day on the sand. Um, And that would already make him uh, a pretty unique individual, although there is a United States Running Streak Association. And so I think I'd have to look, but Raven now is in the top 10 of streak runners, but he, I, I don't think, maybe it's like number five or six, we'd have to look it up. Um, but there are some runners that have that have maintained longer streaks than him. But what make, what one thing that makes him, or a couple things that make him unique in his streak is that he hasn't run alone um, in, or maybe he's run once in the last like 14 years by himself, but every single day um, runners have shown up at the, they meet at the fifth street lifeguard stand in Miami beach um, and run with him. So when you think about the weather in Miami beach and the hurricanes it gets and the tropical storms and the rainstorms and all of that, it's a pretty, amazing thing that people have shown up uh, to run even in the bad weather um, with him. So uh, and he also, yeah, runs on the sand in South Beach. So the same 
place and he runs eight miles. Uh, they have for the United States Street Runners Association, they have specific rules for what you have to do to maintain a streak. And I think it's one consecutive mile um, in a 24 hour period. Um, but Raven, of course, has exceeded that by seven miles. Um, and I think he, uh, I just got off the phone with him before we talked and he told me that uh, I think today it's 132,360 miles that he's run um, and 16,506 days. Um, so he that also, is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, so he also keeps track um, of, of his mileage and um, the days and also the runners that run with him. So um, you know, if you're a regular runner, um, when you show up, or even if you're not a regular runner, uh, when you show up, he'll, he'll be like, oh, like, hey, good to see you, task man, today is run number 2000, whatever, for you, you're at <laughs> so many miles, and um, there's, like, little milestones that people can get, so, like, when I ran my thousandth mile with Raven, he had, like, a, a little black wristband that he gave me um, that says like Raven Run and so um, he also really tries to make it feel like a community and an institution so I guess with your original question of how would I describe Raven um, definitely the the streak run um, and his record there is a a pretty phenomenal thing to know about him Um, and then also um, but what a lot of stories I, I thought didn't necessarily focus on um, is the community that he's created um, and he every single day that someone is in Miami or is you know either living there or just visiting um, if they're a runner or curious about this community you can go and show up and it's free and it's open and it's inclusive and um, you can meet people doing something healthy um, and that's pretty special. So, um, yeah, those are a few things that uh, a reader yeah, or are, <laughs> runner yeah. that's never heard of Raven, um, <laughs> I think would would give you an indication that he's a pretty unique fellow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. You, what, I was rereading some of the preface before, just before we got on the phone, and I was and I was noticing especially he mentioned something about the reason he started the run was for redemption. And I, as I remember, I'm recalling back, like a lot of the people, it seemed like that was a theme that ran through it for a lot of people who had joined him on the run. And um, what do you think he wanted to be is seeking or, you know, the people who come out and run with him are seeking? Well, I think he um, has, and in, in the book you'll learn more about the his background and his, his family dynamics and um, – his career, but always kind of felt like an outcast. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I would say his, his greatest fear is of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like moved around a lot as a kid, still in Miami, but lots of different like apartments and homes. And so I think he really wanted to establish um, a permanence and also feel like he was part of a family and um, and feel like he had accomplished something. And so he didn't um, have a super strong athletic pedigree, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> growing up, uh, he, when he started running, 
um, which he met these two boxers at the Fifth Street gym um, named Killer and Bulldog, and they took him running on their road work, their endurance training. And so when he ran those, you know, first two miles with him, uh, with them, he really felt like he had accomplished something and the adrenaline was pumping and he felt healthy. And, um, and then as the run, as he started running a little more, he got more, um, specific on the time that he started. And, um, and so it developed really into this consistent pattern. And so I think, um, because he felt his life was a little bit chaotic too. He really hmm. used the run as a structure. Um, and in the first decade or two, he didn't have, he didn't really have a lot of fame. He didn't really have um, as many people running with him. It was really just for himself, structure, discipline, um, putting, putting his life in order um, and hmm. feeling like he had accomplished something every day. Um, and then Later, when um, he got a little more publicity and um, more people running with him and more more consistent people showing up, um, I think the other element fell into place, which is, you know, feeling like he has a family. And um, so other people motivate him to come out now. Um, mm. And, yeah, and I think, um, again, like it's in, in our society today, I think a lot of people are um, – although there's so many opportunities to connect virtually um, on Facebook and, and so many rich things come from that, as you know, from your like newsletter and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, um, y'all really have, have created a special community as well, but there's some element okay. of actually like showing up and seeing people and, you know, because Raven doesn't have a cell phone, he's not, um, you know, texting on the run. Right. Um, yeah. He's with or moving. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, <laughs> right. um, he's, he's just there and, and running. And um, yeah. So I think um, people that are seeking to uh, seeking structure and seeking a sense of, of permanence um, or, or greater permanence, um, I think are drawn to, Raven um, and what you mentioned at the beginning of this not being your typical runner's guide or runner's book it's like I definitely don't think many people will put down running with Raven and be like what a great idea I'm gonna spend the next 45 years of my life running <laughs> eight miles every day <laughs> um, and not missing a day and I'm gonna start a streak but like it might you know spark something that you've been meaning to do or some habit that you've been trying to cultivate um, and, and say, you know, I'm going to try this out um, and, and see how it changes my life and try to stick to it. Um, and yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think it would be wise to necessarily follow exactly. Right. Up, but, right. Um, but I think there's bits that, you know, of, of things that you can take from, from Raven's, uh, story that that might be useful to people in their own lives. Oh, that's that's. Uh, I remember thinking that too. This, just like you're saying. I mean, it's like, and you mentioned it just a moment ago. Like he did this for a decade, really, before anyone noticed. I mean, I'm sure there were some people who joined him, obviously, or that wouldn't have gotten noticed eventually. But like, then he was out there. Probably, I mean, how many runs he just did all by himself out there for years, probably. 
I mean, it seems like, yeah, it seems like, I mentioned too, like you used the word sort of gives them a sense of purpose. And I, I imagine that the people coming out, like he feels a responsibility for, to them as much as to the run itself. It definitely evolved um, into that. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he used to um, show up, you know, for his own benefit and his own Mm -hmm. discipline and structure. And, um, but now he also shows up and is motivated by other people showing up um, and he doesn't want to disappoint other people. um, And he knows that people are going to be there and waiting for him and expecting him to show up. And Mm -hmm. um, he really, finds that very fulfilling everyone wants to feel needed and missed and that their presence is bringing value to a space and um, I think the run has definitely given that to Raven Hmm. Um, how's he doing today because I know 45 years that's that's a long long time so go ahead sorry oh for sure no um yeah he I think in the book I I describe him as having a, a body shape, kind of like an apostrophe, yeah. um, like kind of hunched over um, and uh, kind of shuffling his, his feet a bit. Like certainly the miles have um, taken their toll um, and he has uh, spinal stenosis and sciatica um, and some scoliosis um, and it's feet hurt um mm-hmm. and so definitely has some issues with chronic pain um and because of the streak running culture when you have a little ache um or uh, a, a sports injury or something you know the um standard wisdom would probably be take a few days of rest you know <laughs> like relax uh-huh. let it heal um but he doesn't follow those orders at all he's also been recommended as a good candidate for having surgery, but wouldn't want to do the recovery because that would keep him off the sand. Um, So, um, you know, the first few miles um, are usually pretty tough um, Mm -hmm. on him, but then as he gets a little loosened up, um, they're they're a little bit easier, but um, certainly he's battling some aches and pains and um, running a lot slower. You know, when he first started out, he was running a 7, 7.30 pace. Um, wow. On the sand. Or on the sand, yes. Wow. Um, so, uh, and even when I started running with him in 2011, um, it was, I don't know, I, I didn't actually pace anything because um, it's just not that type of run, like actually the one right. thing that Raven they doesn't really even like talking about that much is like any kind of technical aspects of, of running. And also in, in the book, you'll read, he has some, um, let's say, um, opinions about the, the pay to run culture. And racing yes, and I remember. Like um, so he's, um, yeah, he's probably not someone that you would, um, impressed a lot by by start you know by talking about your you know times on different races or anything so um yeah when I started running with him in 2011 I don't think um I I don't know how fast he was running maybe a 10 minute mile or 11 or minute mile if I had to guess um Mm -hmm. but now it's more like a 14 minute mile maybe um Mm -hmm. 
So pretty a pretty slow pace um, that I, I think most runners, um, and for some runners, that's um, still an accomplishment. You know, there's mm-hmm. runners that are in their 70s and 80s um, running with him, and that's great that they get out and run with him at that pace. Um, but for the runners that are accustomed to doing a faster pace, you know, the, the thing you get out of running with Raven isn't necessarily just like a remarkable training exercise, but, um, you know, the community and the stories and um, honoring his legacy. What, yeah. um, you know, the book has been out for about three years now. I was going to ask, like, what's been the reaction to it? And ever since then, has anything really surprised you about it? Well, my favorite response is usually, you know, a, a Facebook message or, you know, a comment from my website or something that says, like, hey, I'm going down to run with Raven in two weeks. Um, what time does the run start again? No. <laughs> um, uh, you know, love the book, want to get a nickname. Um, so those are definitely my favorite responses. And um, whenever you write something, you can't control um, how the reader is going to interpret a story, you know, and for the, for the most part, it's been super positive. Sometimes I'll get, um, you know, readers that are like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> what were you doing writing about him or, um, you know, uh, but like, you know, that's, that's fine too. And again, it goes back to the point of like, I, I don't, I never wrote this to be a runner's guide, um, right. but I think it does touch on like, you know, I'm sure all runners um, have gotten questions from their loved ones. Like, you know, it's, it's freezing outside. What are you doing running? <laughs> right. You know, you have it, you know, you, you pulled your quad the other day. Like, why are you back out running? And um, so there is like a bit of insanity to um, voluntarily doing what we do. Um, and I think Raven just takes that to another level, probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the response has been, um, just, you know, positive and like even, um, from non-runners, um, that read the book, uh, they, I think they try to pull something out of, of Raven's characters or just the stories of South Beach too. Um, there are a lot of, you know, it's such a diverse city. Um, that there are a lot of characters that came in and out of South Beach uh, that Raven tells stories of. So I think if um, you don't have to be a runner to read it, um, there are maybe some inside winks um, Mm -hmm. if you are a runner, but I think people interested in um, just any complicated individual story um, or South Beach um, would, would get a kick out of his story. No, that's awesome. Um, that's really all the questions I had. Is there anything, anything I didn't ask you think would be really good to know for someone who's just reading it for the first time? Hmm. Um, I think that Raven's still running. So mm-hmm. if, um, <laughs> if someone <laughs> has plans to go to South Beach, um, they are invited and um, welcome to join Raven on an eight mile run. And when you finish the eight miles, um, that's when you get a nickname. And we didn't really talk about the nickname tradition, but it's definitely oh, in the right. book a lot. 
Um, but yeah, there, we all know one another in the community by our nicknames and, um, I live in New York now, and so, like, when Raven writes me letters, he addresses them to White Lightning, um, which is my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that if you can um, get a conversation with Raven um, on the books, too, or if uh, any of your newsletter subscribers or uh, book club members have, have questions for Raven, um, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer them as well, but I just... Um, I'm really excited that y'all chose Running with Raven to yeah. for, your, for your book club selection. And I just hope people like the book and that it's entertaining and um, that it speaks to everyone in a different way. I, well, I think they're going to love it. I really do. It almost makes you feel like you're there in Miami, you know, and you're on those, these runs with them. And the, the, the language and just the way you wrote it is just, I, I love it. Oh, well, thank you so yeah. much. This has been so fun to chat with you, and you're in my hometown of Atlanta, too. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, one, one last thing, something you just said make me smart. Do you keep in touch with any of the people that you used to run with when you were um, living in Miami? Well, two of, my, two of my best, best friends are um, Raven Runners, one of them, Yellow Rose, um, or Mary Beth Case. She's a photographer, um, and she actually did a, a documentary uh, about Raven um, and called the Unstoppable Man um, or Unstoppable, um, and she's still in Miami, um, but we chat all the time. And then another dear friend, Jurisprudence, Prudence, um, her name is Bika, uh, her real name is Bika, um, also lives in New York, and um, yeah, so I've gotten some very dear friends um, from Miami, and there's no one in New York doing what Raven's doing. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's definitely like runner groups and um, a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, be social while running and meet people with common interests. But um, what I mentioned earlier, the fact that every day that I lived in Miami Beach, I knew where I could find one friend. And I considered Raven a friend for sure. Mm. Um, you know, where he was going to be and what he was going to be doing at a certain time every day. So 5.30 in the summer and 4.30 in the winter, like when the time changes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the runners, um, the run time changes. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really special thing. And anytime um, you know, to go back to Miami, he's, he's still doing it. So, you know, where you can find um, a group of people that are doing something healthy that you can join for and, um, that's definitely a special thing that's not in many cities. No, nothing. I've never heard of anything quite like this. I mean, we, you know, like, you, I'm sure you know, like in Atlanta, we do have obviously running groups. I used to be a part of one every weekend. Um, but to have that every day and to have such a unique person leading it and to have that kind of special community around it, that's just really just something right there. It's just remarkable. It is, Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, well, thank you so much, Laura. I, I really, really appreciate it. And this is just, this has been a treat for me and a thrill. And I was so excited to get your email back the other day because, you know, you, you email people and you don't know if they're going to write you back. And a lot of times they don't. And so <laughs> just like, I'm like, I told my wife, like, she wrote me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, when you're, I'm sure, when, I, I don't know um, if you pitch articles to, you know, stories outside your newsletter and stuff but yeah I mean I think 
um, the most common rejection these days is just silence. And so I think anyone can can relate that's on the job search or in, you know, certainly journalism and writing and stuff. um, You, you don't hear back more than it is. You have to have a thick skin. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, someone told me, yeah, to be a writer, you don't have to have thick skin, but you have to have regenerative skin. That's (laughs) even better. Yeah. That's a much better way of putting it. (laughs) But um, maybe it stings a little less, the more, the more rejections that you collect and stuff. But, um, and that is, you know, Raven also is like really good about, responding to people and writing back and making them feel um, like their communication matters and all of that. So, um, yes, I've definitely been on the not hearing back side. So I try, like I I make mistakes too, but always, always try to respond to people. And that's, we were talking about it before. I think you started recording, but just that's the great thing about writing when you feel like your words are connecting with people because writing can be such an isolating uh, endeavor um, when you're in it, but the goal is to ultimately have your words connect with other people and start conversations and, and make connections. So yeah, um, yeah, it's so been awesome talking to you, and yeah. uh, I hope all your subscribers enjoy it and get something out of it. Me too. I'm sh- I know that they will, and I know that we're we're excited. So, but thank you, thank you, thank you again. Oh, and and I'll email you follow up, but um on just his his way to get in touch with him and, and all that kind of stuff. So Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. That's well thank you. All right, Cheryl. So nice speaking with you. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care.